Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the international best-selling book called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. And just some news before we start, the biggest news is that our movie about Sonia Rinaldi is now out. Now, you've heard me talk about her before, and she's the lady in Brazil who records voices and now images of those in the afterlife. So this film is well over two and a half years in the making, and it's absolutely amazing. You can hear some of the voices, and you can see some of the pictures and meet some of the people, many of which are parents who have been reunited with their children through Sonia's work. So you can find that at the main page at wedontdie.com. Also, I've had some very thoughtful listeners of the show wondering where I've been. So it's been a little while. Yes, it has since I've put an episode here on We Don't Die Radio. But fear not, I haven't been far. As you may know, is I had to change careers once COVID hit. And I have been spending most of my time caring for and being with my mom. That's very top most important thing. And also I'm a course organizer, it's called, and we run all kinds of spiritual courses, psychic, mediumship, trance, sitting for the power and more online. So I'm very busy doing that. Also on Sundays, you can join me live. We do a free Sunday gathering. You can find out more about that also. And then I was asked by iHeartRadio to create another podcast about the afterlife called Shades of the Afterlife. And every Friday, there's a new episode. So that's a mouthful, I know. But you can find out all of it at wedontdie.com. I'm healthy. I'm well. I'm happy. Um, Spring is here. I've got my birds chirping just outside the window here. And life is good. So on to our show today. We have a video episode. So if you are listening right now and would rather be watching, just head over to YouTube and type in We Don't Die Radio 376. And our guest is returning. This is Nick Whittem. We've had him first on episode 189. Oh, way back when, several years now. And I first met Nick at Banyan Retreat almost six years ago. It's real close to our six-year anniversary of Friends, but he introduced a new world to me at his home called Banyan Retreat, which was a retreat center. And for many years, he and his partner, Stephen, ran these most incredible, incredible retreats. And it was there that my world was opened up about physical mediumship and trance mediumship. And you may be familiar with the names Scott Milligan, Carrie McLeod, and Philip Dykes. Well, it's all because of Nick and Stephen that they are part of our courses today, as that's where I met them. And sadly, the COVID pandemic forced the retreat to close after 16 years. But fear not, Nick has been very busy doing some online things, and he certainly hasn't slowed down. He hosts a weekly free Soul Quest service, which you'll find out more today about today. He is a trustee for the Spiritual Truth Foundation, and he is most passionate about the world of healing. And he's devoted decades of his life to the practice and the research of healing, and not only spiritual healing, but more than 20 different healing modalities. And he's got a new book out, which you'll see just behind him, but I've got my own copy right here. It's called Science and Spirit, A Healing Journey. And he also is having an upcoming healing workshop. And you can find out 
more about Nick and what he's up to at BanyanRetreat.com. So Nick, welcome back to We Don't Die Radio. Hey, Sandra, it's great to be back. And thank you for inviting me. I really do appreciate it. Oh, I'm so glad. And you've got your book on display. And we're just, well, I'm grateful to be sharing you again. I get the privilege of seeing you every Sunday for Soul Quest. But when your book came out, just, and I just got it in the mail, I thought you need to share this because the world is a tough place right now. And many people are wondering what they can do and think we can't do anything, but there's this whole world of healing. So anyways, before we get into that, maybe you can just introduce yourself a little bit. What got you into Oh, how you started Banyan Retreat, and maybe we'll move into the healing. Certainly, absolutely. Well, when I was a child, my, my parents uh, were both healers. My mother was a Reiki healer and my father was a trance healer. And Reiki was around me from, from a very young age, from around about the age of seven. And I was I was fortunate enough to be introduced to the this my, my father's circle. Uh, that he attended, the, the circle leader and the the Native American Indian um, gentleman who was the leader of that circle. And I, I chatted with him on numerous occasions. And he, he said to me one day, he asked me one day what I wanted to do. And I said, I want to work for the spirit world. I said, I don't know in what capacity, but that's, that's what I want to do. And he sort of went quiet for a few minutes and said, okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go out and I want you to enjoy your life first. He said, there'll come a time when you can work for my world. He said, but that time isn't yet. He said, live, experience the world. He said, or you will always regret it. So I did. Um, I worked for um, an American uh, financial institution for many, many years and was based in Hong Kong. And there came a time where I had the choice of coming back to the UK or perhaps going to work in Australia or somewhere like that. And I said to him, so what should I do? And he said, yeah, time to come home, time to do some real work. So that's what I did. I came back and a couple of years later, we opened Banyan Retreat, where we had any number of years of magical experiences um, the most important part, seeing people heal when they were reunited with their loved ones, and be that through mental mediumship, messages of communication, or in the seance room where there was um, a physical presence, doesn't matter. The, 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 the love and the joy of, of reuniting people um, was such a marvellous experience, and we're, we're very pleased to have been part of that. Um, for so many years. And of course, we miss it today. Um, miss sitting in the dark, miss sitting in the seances, but um, new opportunities come along and we live in a very different world today. Uh, I'm not sure yet how acceptable sitting in the dark will be, uh, but I'm sure in time to come that will change. So that's really how um, I arrived here I arrived here today. Uh, throughout the years at Banyan Retreat, I've, I've been teaching healing. I've been teaching healing now for probably um, almost 15, 16 years. 
Um, the courses are accredited by the British Alliance of, of Healing Associations. And I have always had a very keen interest uh, in healing ever since I ever since I was 15 uh, sorry seven years old and actually began healing myself when I was when I was 15 years old but that's kind of how we how we arrived at, at where we are today um, over the years I've had I built up quite a wealth of knowledge um, I, I was quite ill um, back in the in the in early sort of 99 2000 and I almost ended up in a wheelchair at one point in time and that really pushed me to uh, explore different forms of healing uh, which are all detailed in, in the book uh, and I, I throughout that period I get I got a much better understanding of the mechanics of healing so that's really um, what's prompted me to write the book because I feel that we need to share that knowledge. Nothing in healing has changed, um, not since way back when. Uh, for centuries, healing has been conducted in exactly the same way. But my book is an explanation of the mechanics and, and how we how we get there. It's not my healing journey, uh, as some may have thought from its title. Um, it is a, it's a journey through healing um, to where we are today with help from my friends in the spirit world, uh, with acquaintances that I've I met over the years um, and some very influential people uh, in in the world of of healing um, for especially back in the 1980s and some of the systems that have been developed to help us understand that and also others which which go back much further than that to the uh, to the 1930s 1940s um, but it, it it will take you my book will take you on a journey and it will explain to you exactly um, how healing works and how you conduct a healing session where the healing comes from um, it will it will take you step by step and I hope you find I hope you will find it interesting because there's lots of things there's, there are lots of assumptions about healing and I don't like assumptions I like to know and that's what's driven me to to delve so deeply into some of these areas and get to the bottom of, of the mechanics of a, of a healing session. One of the reasons, Nick, to start to interrupt that I wanted to bring you on again about this is I know through you and through Stephen, you opened up a whole world for me about the afterlife. And it took me going on a quite a long journey to see if physical mediumship is real. And for those people who don't know, physical mediumship started way back in the mid 1800s, I believe. And it was the form of mediumship before evidential mediumship, what we know today came around. But Sandra, 25 years ago, who went on a journey to find out if there's any evidence of the afterlife, the evidence was there, but it took me going on a journey of exploration to go to a place of um, first hoping that it was real, 
and having a faith to really knowing and believing that it's absolutely real. Nick, I feel the same thing holds true with healing. And I think once we all can appreciate that we are a soul having a human experience, there's some bonuses, there's some soul powers that come to it. So you'd mentioned that, you know, healing is well, thousands of years old, but people don't know about it. And I think given what, what's happening in the world right now and the wars, the unrest, so many people have lost lives and they lost their health because of COVID. And there's just so much going on, not to mention all the other reasons that people get ill, that I thought it'd be very empowering if we could introduce people to some of the things that they can do for themselves and also how maybe we could talk about uh, healing and how we can send healing. Could you Absolutely. share a little bit about that? And I'd like to know what happened when you were 15 also, because you said you began healing yourself back at 15. Did something happen? Um, no, that was just, that was just, that just seemed to be the, the, the okay. appropriate time when I was um, motivated enough uh, to actually, to actually start. And I, I worked uh, alongside my father for a little while and I, to better understand healing. But when I was 15 years old, there was, there was very little information around. It was, it was healing was like this, this magical uh, thing that happened and there was no explanation of it. There was no, um, you know, people, people just did it and, uh, and practiced it and, and, the recipients sometimes got better. And I say sometimes got better because it's not a given that if you give someone healing, they will recover. Um, healing is very much a, a soul process. And if you, if the soul has made a decision that at some point in time, it's, it's time for it to transition, all the healing in the world isn't going to make a difference to the condition that's present with that individual. And it's important that we realize that and, and that it is a soul decision. However, the continuance of healing throughout that period will help the transition. It will be smoother, it'll be cleaner, it will be much more comfortable for, um, for the person involved. But it, it, it is a soul process. And one of my experiences that that I um, that I discuss in in the book is when I when I was in London and I, in around about 1985 86 and I joined a healing group. Um, Colette, who was the uh, the leader of the group, asked us to go and visit a, a young chappie uh, who had leukemia. And we visited him on pretty much a, a, a weekly or, or twice weekly basis for a number of months. And eventually he passed to the spirit world. And at that point in time, I, I, I was angry with God for allowing that to happen. Uh, and I didn't understand uh, as I do today. Um, I, was, I was just angry that, as to why this should be allowed to take place. Uh, and that actually set me off on, on, on a, a different little journey that introduced me to, to Silver Birch and the teachings of Silver Birch. And I learned so much from Silver Birch. 
about why those sort of things had to had to be and that it wasn't anybody's fault um the human the human body is fragile uh it's susceptible to 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 any number of different conditions ailments and 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 sickness uh, and sometimes it's just not strong enough to survive um so that kind of turned a corner for me also uh and i'm no longer angry with god i i, I have a much better understanding now and hopefully a much better uh relationship because of the the understanding that silver birch gave me oh i'll have you talk about silver birch in just one moment but thinking about healing just before my dad passed i bought every book i could on healing hands-on healing tried everything nick just absolutely everything i thought miracles are possible and of course he did pass um and we all must eventually. But what I didn't realize is the bigger picture, because without him going exactly how he did, would never have led me on the journey of exploration and discovery about grief, about the afterlife, uh, taking a trip out to see you and Stephen and, and so much more. And I've had many mediums tell me that my dad is right with me, part of this whole whole process right by my side. And then, you know, I see him as well in my mind's eye so often. And it just tells me that we have to trust. We do everything we can in our power, but we have to trust in the, in the bigger picture. So if you would tell us about Silver Birch and the Spiritual Truth Foundation, because I know you are so passionate and then we'll get back to some more about healing. In your <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, well, Silver, Silver Birch was the communicator through Maurice Barbonell. Maurice Barbonell was a, a, a Jewish gentleman who was brought up in the East End of London. Um, he went to a, a meeting one day and thought he'd fallen asleep, uh, only to be told that he'd been in trance and uh, somebody had been communicating through him. Uh, he went on to have many, many sittings um, during, during the time of, of war and much knowledge and communication came through uh, from Silver Birch. He met with any number of, of different people. And of course, Maurice Barbonell himself, his medium, uh, attended uh, the seances of, of Estelle Roberts, uh, along with his wife. And they had their own magical experiences. And of course, Red Cloud would um, administer healing at those, at those services, uh, along with other materializations and communications. And he was editor of the Psychic News. He wrote many books uh, in his own right over the years. Um, but the, the Silver Birch books were edited from the transcripts of when he was in trance. Um, incredible information. There are, there are topics on every subject you can imagine. Um, some controversial, um, though, you know, Sil Silver Birch adamantly believed in reincarnation. Uh, and there are there are some in the spirit world today who who deny its its existence. Um, my personal opinion on that is they are they are both right. Um, that there is we have a misunderstanding of reincarnation, and I think once we see the the bigger picture uh, from the uh, from the afterlife, the the pieces will fall into place. My my philosophy with 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 all 
matters to do with mediumship communication and healing is as we go through life we we collect pieces uh, of a puzzle a little bit like a jigsaw puzzle and we put them all on the table we don't necessarily know where they connect but as we go through life and we find uh, a new piece of information we see where it connects and we're able over time to build that picture together um, and Silver Birch helped me enormously with that and, and still does today. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be introduced to the Spiritual Truth Foundation uh, by one of the former editors of, uh, of Psychic News, Sue Farrow. And now uh, Stephen and I take care of most of the, the shipping out of the books and things. Um, I work closely with Sue on, on new publications. Uh, and it's it, it it's timeless. His his communication, his philosophy is timeless. Um, there's always something for every situation, and I rely on him a great deal, uh, especially when I'm feeling uncomfortable or I'm a little bit angry, and I need to be in a much better place. Um, I find something in the teachings of Silver Bows that will put whatever it is in perspective and back where it should be and I can carry on with a, a calmer mind. Oh, there's many, many, many books, and they're filled with philosophy. And I know just what you mean. And there are certain times, whether you're hearing a trance medium speak, or you're reading the words of Silver Birch, that you're filled with goosebumps, that it, you just know it's the truth and resonates with your soul and gets you right back on path. And before we go on too long, your website is banyanretreat.com, correct? It is banyanretreat.com, absolutely. And um, if anybody would like to join us for our, for our SoulQuest service on a Sunday, that is soulquest.org.uk. Uh, you'll find the link links there. We are online every Sunday at 3 p.m. UK time. And that is, is it 10 a.m.? 10 a.m. in your, your time? 10 a.m., yes, Boston, New York time. Yes. Well, let's talk about SoulQuest. And just to why I mentioned the websites is because you can pick up any one of those Silver Birch books, the Nick's new book, uh, Science and Spirit there, and also yeah, attend SoulQuest and, and other good things we can talk about. Um, but let's talk about SoulQuest. You and Stephen have so generously offered it every Sunday free of charge. And what is it we do there? Because it is tied in with healing for sure. Okay, let's go back to the beginning. Let me tell you, um, let me tell you how it all started. Um, back in about 2009, um, Scott was quite a shy young man. Anybody that you know him may find that difficult to believe, uh, but he was, and we were introduced to him. And over a period of time, we managed to encourage him to come and uh, work with us at Banyan, which he did. And on the first visit, uh, Morningstar came and addressed the small group and said, there are many people in, you in your world who give messages of comfort to the bereaved. They stand on platform, they give communication, they give uh, proof of, of the afterlife. He said, but we have a greater need. And he said, we need you to come together and to give your energy, to give your love for mankind, for the planet, and to help the spirit world bring about what it is they need in your world today. And 
we sat we sat down as a small group and worked out how we could best do this and starting in 2009 we we every the first sunday of every month we would sit every year we'd we'd open the gates of banyan retreat we'd have marquees and all sorts of things around the garden and we had hundreds of people come to visit uh, uh, which at the end of the day we we, we would have a, a soul quest service but we continued to do that for any number of years right through until the pandemic and when we when we moved online and we're online every week and all we do is we sit um you have the choice of listening to um some of my inspirers give give guidance and communication or you can go do your own thing and just channel love and healing from your heart and know that our friends in the spirit world who stand by our side are taking that love and they're using it to influence and make change in our world now there have been occasions in the past where scott was holding a workshop that happened to coincide with a soul quest day and we would be invited in and morning star would come and address everybody uh, which was just marvelous to 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 have him um have him address the group um for those of you who don't know uh, very much about morning star or chief chief morning star um sometimes known as a uh, dull knife he was known by dull knife by one particular try but it, to, to, to the rest of us he's morning star uh, you can pop along to soulquest.org.uk and there's a whole page dedicated to him his life there are photographs of him and what he endured um towards the end of his life um why he comes back today uh is absolutely beyond me but he does uh and he will explain that He's a humble servant of the great spirit. And I'm so grateful for his guidance over the years and his support for Soul Quest. Um, so it, it's, it has a very special place in my heart. And I gave him a promise that for as long as I'm able, we'll continue to hold that service. And there have been a number of occasions where we've received feedback on what's been possible with the love and the energy that we provided during those sessions. So please join us. Uh, it's a wonderful time. It's like it, the, the contemplation is about 40 minutes. Um, if you're not used to sitting in, in contemplation, you may struggle for the first uh, few times, but you'll get into it and, and move along quite nicely. But we just sit and we give love. Oh, I was going to ask you that because you said um, channel healing love. Like, how, how do we do that? Do we feel it? And it's not difficult to sit with soul quest. It's beautiful. There's music, there's uh, prayer, there's um, philosophy that you share. And then also we sit for contemplation. We just have to close our eyes and follow along and, and listen. But do we let's talk about healing and maybe we can start off uh, not in too many specifics about what's happening in the world, but we all want to believe that distant healing is real and that the power of, of our prayers work. Can Is there something we could do today and, and maybe something you could teach today that we can all leave our interview and be able to sit and be able to um, sit in that place where we know our prayers make a difference? 
Absolutely. Well, I was I was always told um, that at the end of each day or at some point throughout the day, we should sit and we should send healing to those people who are in need. For whatever reason, uh, I'm not particularly disciplined. It usually falls at the end of the day when my head hits the pillow that I think, ah, okay, I haven't sent out healing thoughts to everybody today. So um, that's what I do. I have names in my mind and I also have them on a list. And I think of those names and I, I go within. I close my eyes and I focus on my, on my heart center. And I find the warmth and the love within that place, the warmth and the love that I have for those people who are in need. And at the moment, that's very easy to do. You look at the television, you see some of those horrific images that were shown and your heart really does go out to them. And that's really all you need to do. That feeling that you have in your heart, hold on to it, harness its power and send it out to all those who are in need. Now, that's what I do at the end of the day. And then I always close that by saying, as I sleep, use me in whatever way you can. And we've been told by the spirit world that when we sleep, we are a point of focus in the physical world. Sorry. We are... We're a point of focus and we allow ourselves to be used by our friends in the spirit world. We don't know how, we don't know why. And we've also been told on occasions that it's a good job that we don't remember some of the experiences of this, that, sorry, some of the experiences that we've had during our sleep state, because we are, I think on the front line, helping where we needed the most. And again, if you offer yourself in service, then the spirit world will do whatever they can. They'll use you in whatever capacity they can as a, a point of focus here in the physical. And I'm sure that they're able to, do, to, to make many changes and influence many things. I remember listening to Eric a number of weeks ago uh, when somebody asked him that very question as to how they're able to influence. And he gave a number of examples um, where the, uh, the, the, the Russian trucks were, weren't able to move forward, they were stalled, uh, and they're able to bring about small influences like that in the physical world. So for me, it's very, very important that we spend that time uh, offering ourselves in service to the spirit. And it, it is so easy. It is so easy, especially these days. You just think of those poor people who are so desperately in need at this time and your heart goes out to them. Just harness that energy, stay with it, and let it flow for as long as you possibly can. That's beautiful. And I think for many of us who are analytical, we want to figure out how it works, what exactly we need to do. And the, 
the point is really just to have that love and just to have that intention and then just to kind of rest in that piece of it. Don't try to figure it out. I have no idea, Nick, how you and I are connected through the wireless internet and computers and, and all that. All I know is it works. <laughs> and I do believe the same thing holds true with healing. And I want to ask you, because there's been some famous healers throughout history, um, but also talking about the situation that's going on in the world. Is it our physical um, something that emanates from us that's being manipulated and, and used somewhere else or used when people do hands-on healing. Um, like why would humans need to be involved as opposed to the spirit world, just having a magic wand and going, we're going to fix that. Do you know what I'm asking? I do. And to a degree, there is an element of, of, of the magic wand. Um, <laughs> just just an, an element of that um when we ask for distant healing we create the intent and the and healing in in my mind is very much uh all about intent you create the intent and the spirit world are able to if you like ride on the back of that uh that request if you like and, that, and the healing doesn't come from us. It, there are people who offer healing and they give of themselves, but that's magnetic healing. That isn't, um, that isn't spiritual healing. And they will be depleted um, for a, a short time after they've been doing that. As healers, we are channels. We're channels for, for the healing power. Um, I believe red clouds used to refer to them as healing rays. Uh, but, and uh, if, if you read through the book, there are, there are a couple of examples where the spirit world have given deeper um, explanation, but there are different, there are different frequencies. There are different vibrations uh, of, of healing power. And we are purely the channel for that healing power. It doesn't come from us. It comes from the spirit world through us. And the more we can get our mind out of the way, the clearer channel we become and the greater the number of frequencies can be passed through us. So when you start off as a healer, chances are you're going to have a limited amount of uh, vibration or frequency uh, channeling through you. The more you practice, the more you generate and create your intents, um, the greater channel you become and the, the, the greater the frequencies or the vibrations you're able to channel through you. Does that? It does. does that There's always another question. Questions lead to more questions. We've heard that before. When you say getting the mind out of the way, I believe with uh, mental mediumship and trance mediumship and healing, the entryway to the unseen world and to these soul abilities is quieting the mind. Would you agree with that? It's difficult to do though, Nick. <laughs> it's very difficult to do. It takes years and years of, of practice. Um, mental mediumship is, is more of a, it's more of an active um, 
means and method of communication. Trance and healing reside down the other end of the spectrum. They're in the they're in the passive state, very quiet um, frame of mind. Um, with with mental mediumship, you get communication very very quickly, uh, and mental mediums have to grab at that um, at that information as it as it whizzes by. Uh, trance and, and, and healing, they're, they're down the passive end of the spectrum where you have to empty your mind and become a, a completely clear channel. Um, the more you're out of the way, the clearer the, your, uh, the clearer channel you'll be and the greater influence uh, the spirit world will be able to bring in a healing capacity. Exactly the same way as trance. Um, there, are, there are many, many different levels of altered state. And if you manage to get your mind out of the way and you're able to achieve deep trans communication, um, that comes almost purely from the, from the spirit world. Never 100% because the mind's always there in some capacity. Um, but the greater... The, the stronger the philosophy, uh, the greater communication will be ex and ex exactly the same with healing. The, the more you can get your mind out of the way, uh, the greater channel you will become uh, to the point where you are in a trance like state and the spirit world can step in. They can take control. Um, I give a number of examples in the book uh, of, of where that happens with the likes of um, Isa Northage, um, Isa, an amazing physical medium. Uh, she, I, I was fortunate enough a number of years ago to meet somebody who actually sat with Isa, sat in her circle. And the gentleman, Mr. Smith, told the most incredible stories uh, of the experiences of sitting with Isa. Poor Isa's husband would be woken up in the middle of the night by Dr. Reynolds, um, who would be dictating um, prescriptions for, for local people, people who'd been to see Isa. Um, and he also, Dr. Reynolds also performed surgery through Isa. Some of them, some of the uh, surgery was examined by different universities and they, they, they've um, given feedback to say that it was the most precise surgery that, that would be possible. So many um, interesting healers around. Wow, just amazing. And for all of us human beings that are watching or listening, yes, that's all of us, there are times when we sit that we're able to just kind of zone out and get into that place. And there are other times that our mind is very active. The important thing is that you just sit and you just realize we're human and do the best you can. I find when I concentrate on my breathing, that helps slow me down. And when those thoughts come, I just get back into the breathing. Oh, this is great, Nick. So there's distant healing. There's healing when you're with people, right? Because we have people in our lives. So I know in the book, it talks about that as well. Are there other types of healing? I honestly don't know. Generally, it's hands-on healing or it's, or it's distant okay. healing. Um, 
and it uses the same power, it, it's directed in exactly the same way, um, whether you're with somebody or not. There's a, there's a misconception uh, that hands-on healing is better than distant healing. Um, I don't believe it is. I believe they are the same. Um, and you also read in the book one of the um, one of the descriptions from somebody in the spirit world who says um, this isn't just you, the recipient, and your person in the spirit world who's working with you. It's a good number of family members of that individual who are in the spirit world, a good number of people who work with you in the spirit world. And you are the you are the channel um, for all that work. Well, I don't think many people, even myself, remember that we have people working on our behalf, whether you call them guides or friends or whatever. But we all have our a team, right? Absolutely, yeah. Um, we have we have two types of. Uh, guides if you like um let's, let's call them let's call them to differentiate let's call them guides and and uh, friends um our guides are the, are the people who are with us from the day we're born they help us to become more spiritual as we journey uh on through the physical um and they are as close to us as it's possible to be um, sometimes when we have a thought, it, it can be their thought uh, and, you know, and vice, and vice versa. And then we have people who work alongside us in a, in a, in a service capacity. If you're, uh, if you're working in a healing capacity, you may have a doctor or a, a team of doctors, um, or I, I, I don't really want to make it that specific. Um, a, a team of people who are knowledgeable about healing and can help and guide you through various situations uh, and will bring the healing energy when it's needed the most. Many um, of the, the better known healers over the years have had any number of people working with them. Um, I don't think, I don't believe there's a limit. Um, they're just there to do whatever they can to help in the many opportunities that are presented for them to work in a healing capacity. Mm -hmm. But of course, we also, we also should remember that there are some in the spirit world that wonder why on earth we bother. Um, we're all going to go, we're all going to transition to the spirit world eventually. Um, and delaying that process they 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 don't see the reason for but of course when you have loved ones all you all around you here um that makes a whole world of difference and as much as they in the spirit world may not have uh, an understanding or they they no longer have the constraints of time we do and it's it's slightly different for us and i wonder sometimes if they might just forgotten about that um but i think it's i think it's important that we preserve life wherever possible but as i mentioned earlier not to be disappointed when that changes um, i've seen a number of people over the years 
where we've been told by the spirit world that the soul has made the decision to move on. But you look at that, you watch that person as they go through their final days, fighting for life like you can't imagine, um, because the brain doesn't know the decision that the soul has made. Um, I've seen it a number of times and it's, it's quite remarkable. Yeah, there's fear there. I think that's just part of being human. No matter what we believe, there come those, those final moments, you know. Um, thankfully, there are many people who have these deathbed visitations and loved ones and angels and guides. And sometimes even their horses and their dogs and cats will show up in their final moments and they can see through that veil and take away that fear. Oh, I've got goosebumps just thinking of that. Um, Nick, I want to ask you, you've got a healing course coming up as well. And I'm sure it's recorded because some people may watch this in the future or listen to this in the future. You want to tell us what you've got going on? End of April. Absolutely. Yes, yes. Uh, It's it's an eight-week course that starts in April. Um, Mavis Patilla asked me um, last year if I would would run a course, a healing course. And, uh, of course, I I accepted. We we had um, very little going on. Uh, during lockdown so it was a good opportunity to to share some experiences uh, so I put together this eight-week course it was oversubscribed uh, and she asked me to to run another one for those that were still interested um, unfortunately with with leaving uh, Lake House and and moving to to our new home um, I haven't really had an opportunity and then there was another suggestion that maybe I write a book which occupied a little bit more time uh, but here we are uh, the book's available and the healing course will start in uh, in April uh, you can pop over to either Mavis's website, mavispatilla.com or banyanretreat.com and you'll find all the information about that, how to sign up when it takes place and the topics that I cover as we go through uh, the eight weeks. And they're all recorded, right? They will will all be recorded, absolutely, absolutely. Not everybody can attend live. I know that with our things. Before we leave our time together, I know... You're very passionate about giving to a certain children's hospice. And I want to make a shout out to you because you have really been at the helm of raising a great deal of funds about the Demelza house. Would you mind sharing a little bit about Demelza? Because every so often, I know we've got some folks that have a few extra pennies in their pocket and it's a really good place to go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, as Sandra touched on earlier, we, we had a lot of um, physical mediumship taking, a lot of physical mediumship taking place at Banyan. And one of the highlights of the, of the year was the, um, the Christmas tree seances, where we would wrap presents for the children and leave them in the seance room. And throughout the session, um, the different groups of children will be invited to come in and to choose their toy. You'd hear them unwrapping them. You'd hear them using the toy, um, having the absolute best time ever. 
And we're, we're told that these children didn't experience Christmas in the way um, that many of us were, were, were able to experience Christmas. Um, they didn't have toys and things. So they were invited to come along. And of course, we everybody that came to attend those sit-ins, we asked to bring a toy with them. So just before Christmas, we had bags and bags, boxes and boxes of toys um, that had all been touched by the, the spirit world, um, touched by love from the people who, were, who brought them into the seance room and touched by the children who appreciated them. So we decided we had to find them a home. And we looked locally and we, we, we discovered uh, Demelza Children's Hospice. Uh, now Demelza caters for around about 600 terminally ill children. And they struggle hugely at the moment because a lot of their fundraising events haven't been able to take place. They're slowly getting back to normal. And we would take the, we would take the toys over to them um, and they would be left for the children to play with. Um, again, they would they'd choose their own, that they'd do whatever they could. And we also collected donations from people and we've done that for oh, probably at least 10 years or so and continue to do it today. Uh, we, we, we always have a reasonable response from people. Um, people are very generous and we've helped Demelza over the years. And I hope we're, we're always able uh, to continue that work. It means such a lot when you see terminally ill children um, who have very short lives, some of them not particularly um, happy and pleasant lives because of their condition, and Demelza do all in their power to make that comfortable, to, sorry, to make them comfortable. We've also had people, we have people who used to come to Banyan to some of the events there, um, who used to attend Demelza. Um, we, we had to um, find ways to get there their beds and their chairs um, into, onto, the, onto the premises and so that they could participate. Um, but there's a wonderful message on the front page of the banyanretreat.com uh, website with a message from one of those individuals. And you can see some of the fundraising we've done in the past, but it's very, very close to my heart and we will always do whatever we can to support them. Thank you. And yes, towards the bottom of that page at banyanretreat.com, you can find that. And you can also give. Absolutely. Uh, it's always good to give and it's always good to share. Well, Nick, I'm going to make a few announcements and then I'm going to ask you for some closing words, okay? <laughs> Be ready. <laughs> oh, you've got to bring my sense of humor, our sense of humor to this. Well, for our listeners or our viewers today, Definitely. Thank you. Thank you for being here. This is episode 376, which is crazy. And we have over 75 episodes of Shades of the Afterlife, which is a little different. There are commercial breaks because it's hosted by a big organization, iHeartRadio, but there's different topics within an episode. Whereas here, we just 
typically talk to one person. There you could find one person or you can find all kinds of different topics and some inspiration from me. Our home base is wedontdie.com. Yes, you can find the episodes of the show. Yes, you can find the movie about Sonia Rinaldi. You can also uh, join our ever-growing Facebook group. We have well over 6,000 people that speak this language, so to speak, because I think we all know that there are people in our life we can't talk to about the afterlife and healing and things. They just kind of put one eyebrow up and think we're crazy. Well, not to worry. In our Facebook group, you are perfectly at home. We talk a lot about grief in the afterlife. And uh, of course, we've got our Sunday gatherings, which I really say, come join us. Um, They're really fun and they're inspirational. And there's a mediumship demonstration within each and every one. And also, if you'd like a free copy of my book, just go to, again, we don't die.com, go over to the store page. If you scroll down to the audio book, be my guest, use coupon code free. And there you'll be able to listen to the audio book or read a PDF version of the book. If you're interested in trans mediumship, like we've been talking about and physical mediumship, I'm grateful that every Monday we have Scott Milligan teaching a class on it. He's got some special events always coming up. And usually on Fridays, there's a demonstration where you can ask questions to a friend in the spirit world. And last, I want to say, if these episodes make a difference, share, you know, sometimes it's difficult because we don't want people around to know what we're into. But I just found out some very interesting information and over 90 percent of the people on planet earth believe in the afterlife but nobody wants to be thought of as weird we want to keep our friends so it's hard for us to share because we we don't think that people would be into this so it's not like you have to be pushy but you could always say is hey have you ever heard anything about spiritual healing and people say oh yes actually i do pray at night and well i just listened to this great episode and you can share that way Uh, people are adults and they can make their own decisions, but I think it's nice if we just kind of throw a little little something their way and see if they take the bait, so to speak, because you just might find the more open you can be with people in your life about what's important to you, the more at home you are, the closer relationships, and you can really support each other and having a great spiritual journey, a great life here on earth. So we're going to turn it back to Nick. Nick, thoughts before we close. Excellent. Thank you, Sandra. Well, I just want to say a huge thank you for inviting me back. Uh, It's really lovely to be here. I'm a great supporter of the amazing work that you do. Uh, The courses that you run, everything, they are so helpful to so many people. Uh, it it, it, It makes such a difference to so many people's lives. And what better than to be able to touch people in that way? So a huge thank you to you for for inviting me. Thank you to everybody for taking time to listen. And if you would like uh, a copy of the book, then you can can scan the QR code or you can go to uh, banyanretreat.com and you'll find all the information there. Thanks ever so much. Uh, And I hope you, you find within those pages something that will help you. Um, it's, it, there's a lot of information in there, uh, a, a lot of examples of different types of healing and how they have a common thread running through them. And hopefully by the time you get to the end of the book, we'll have pulled all those threads together and you'll make sense of them. So thank you ever so much. 
uh, for inviting me, Sandra. Really thank you very it. much. Thank you very much. And for our listener, our, our viewer, thank you to you too. You know, I keep putting up the book because I love sharing people I love. And I know people that are from the heart. They're not ego-based. They're not out just to make money or anything like that. Really good sound people that want to make a difference on planet Earth. And Nick is one of those folks. So everyone, our home base is wedontdie.com. Please check out all the good things going on. In closing, my name is Sandra Champlain, and I'm always so happy to be your host on We Don't Die Radio. I do believe that life is an education for the soul and that your life here on earth is important. So whether it's before you go to bed or maybe just now, close your eyes, have some love in your heart and direct some healing to where it's needed most. Go for it. It doesn't hurt. It's free and it makes a difference. So I want to thank you for listening or for viewing and we'll see you soon.